Next up is a kid-friendly version of an important medical accessory. Hi, I'm Paige Bratton, and I'm from Waimea, Hawaii, and I'm seeking $250,000 for 10% equity in my business. My whole world changed when we found out she was blind. She was diagnosed with refractive amblyopia, which is one of the leading causes of childhood vision loss. Amblyopia shockingly affects 1 in 45 children. But luckily, it's treatable by wearing an eye patch over the stronger eye to strengthen the vision of the weaker eye. But the existing patches on the market were uninspiring, uncomfortable, and really difficult to convince children to wear. That's why I created Seaworthy Eye Patches. Entrepreneurs, back to another tank tell. Today we have a super entrepreneur that was just on Shark Tank season 15, 15, 15, 15. I thought I was going to say it wrong. 15, episode one. Uh, with her business, I need you to stop what you're doing right now. And give some super claps for super entrepreneur, super page. Welcome, Paige. Thank you. Thank you. That's so nice. You are so um, welcome. You are you're just so welcome. I'm so glad that we were able to make it happen, even though we're six hours apart uh, in the I time know, zone. Really it actually works out hard. to my benefit being on the East Coast. Oh, good. Oh, God, God, very rarely does. <laughs> <laughs> so, all right, let's jump right into how were you feeling walking down this hallway? You know, it's such a funny story. And I, I think now that we're done with all of the like NDA stuff, I can tell it. Um, I, they have, you know, different call times for different contest or my, my contestant, what am I, um, for different super entrepreneurs, entrepreneurs. <laughs> Come on for now. super entrepreneurs. Yeah. So my call time was like, be there hair and makeup ready at 6am. And so that means like get up by five, which for Hawaii time means two in the morning. So yes. I, I do as I'm told. And they tell you, don't bring any food on set. We're going to feed you. And they make you fill out all these forms about dietary restrictions. You know, so you, they've been so thorough, so meticulous throughout everything. I'm like, okay, I'm definitely getting fed. I did not get fed. I had no breakfast or any lunch. And I walked down that hallway at one o'clock. So I'm dying. And they're miking me. And they're putting the mic on. And the guy who's putting the mic on, my stomach is growling like fiercely loud and he's like you can't make your you can't make that noise your stomach can't growl like that the mic's gonna pick it up I'm like well then you need to feed me like i've been here i've been up since five it's one o'clock my nerves have been crazy all day like i'm starving and so they like grabbed me a banana like from the craft table nearby and i was literally like all i could think about walking down that aisle was do not choke on that banana just swallow the banana like, get the banana out of here so you can pitch. I, I think I would be worried about throwing up at that point, you know? Like, would I be, like, because of the nerves and everything, and you're so close, oh, yeah. and you're, like, shoving, like, is there going to be banana in my teeth? Like, I don't, like, I can't tell what's yeah, going no, it's, on it's, here. It's really funny. Like, now that it's all over, it's really funny because I'm, like, you know, you wait and wait for it to come out, and you're, like, oh, my God, am I going to look like I'm, like, getting banana out of my teeth? Like, how am I even looking while I'm swallowing <laughs> this snack going down that hallway? But, no, I was really, really nervous. Like you said, the nerves are really intense. Um, maybe the good news is this whole hunger banana situation <laughs> made the nerves go away because I had to focus on something else. So, 
Mm, so that, I know, that's... It's like, I'm gonna walk on set and ask one of the sharks for a sip of their water, right? Like, as you're like trying to... <laughs> <laughs> Well, that would be that would be something that hasn't I don't think has happened uh, to yeah. me that I know of at least. I mean, I don't you know. Again, I'm not the uh, or you know the historic Shark Tank historian or anything, but I don't think I've. Seen I know, that so happen. it is a funny story, right? I mean, I think you probably normally get answers like, "Oh, I was really nervous. I felt really confident. I was like, I was just trying to eat a banana." <laughs> that's so that's so weird i mean i know they they move you from like room to room yeah like, yeah you know uh, up until like the very end and then you you know or sometimes you think it's the last room but then it's not actually the last yeah. room and um it's almost like a dis like a disorienting tactic to keep you on your toes yeah i don't know i mean they, they like i said they're a well-oiled machine you know they've been doing this for a while and uh that's why it's gotta be on purpose right like that's how that's oh, what i'm totally. saying like it, it's not happening I mean, by like, accident they put you in one hotel the night before and you're not allowed to go back there and they take you to a second hotel after you pitch and i have to imagine there's some psychoanalysis reason about like the night before you had all these hopes and dreams and if something didn't happen you don't want to go back to that place because maybe somebody got violent there i don't know i'm just speculating mm -hmm. but i'm telling you at 5 a.m i'm like i'm packing up my stuff to get out of there it was it was a lot <laughs> yeah especially on on uh, hawaii, hawaii time time. yeah <laughs> that's 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 uh, i mean at least you weren't on the east coast trying to do it right or or even yeah, three, three, yeah. it's three hour difference there uh, yeah. so so it's, i mean it's bad but it's not like six no, it's or, not unheard or, of and listen, yeah people do stuff like that all the time i'm just adding it to the story yeah no i, I absolutely absolutely so uh so you get into the tank and the sharks um you know i mean you have a great story right you have a great pitch uh it's heartfelt and it seemed like the sharks were feeling that heartfeltness and and feeling it, but at the end of the day, you wound up not walking away with the deal. Um, but you got a lot of compliments along the way, which we've seen <laughs> this in the past with other. Yeah, other no, it was like, a bit of a luck. You're, you're doing awesome, but keep you know not for me. Yeah, well, you know, as obviously you know, but probably the average bear doesn't know is like you're in that tank for over an hour. And so there's a lot of conversations and, you know, once I was done with the pitch, um, you know, they were all very intrigued by the condition, the eye condition and um, the use of the product. And it was funny because they were all very empathetic and wanted to know about this, that, and how did I create it? And how did I figure out manufacturing and all of those questions. And the whole time Kevin O'Leary is like numbers, numbers and they're like yelling at him they're like leave her alone we want to know the story and it was like some of that stuff was so funny I, i'm surprised it was edited out um but you know like going over those numbers in that really in like intense way um every time he talked i was like okay i want to give you the numbers they're like no no don't we're asking you questions first i'm like oh my god who do i listen to so a lot of my numbers weren't discussed for a long time when i was in there um because as you might know from going to my website, I actually have three products in under my umbrella and they only talked about one on, mm -hmm. on the aired show. But in the tank, we talked about all three products quite significantly. And the way it's edited would lead you to believe um, some of the things they were saying were about the eye patches when really they were actually talking about the new bandage that I'm launching. So you know, it's, it's interesting how it all, it all edits out, but you know, they were all really nice. And 
some of them said things that were so nice that got cutted, um, cut out, um, edited out. Like Damon was so sweet. He was like, you know what I'm doing tomorrow? I'm taking my daughter to the eye doctor. And I just want to thank you for making me a better parent. You know, it was just so sweet and so genuine and talked about it. And um, Mark Cuban, you know, you saw the part where he shared about his dad who had to wear it. That happened like actually much later in the conversation. Um, and uh, Lori, who, you know, when I, before I went in there, I didn't really consider her much because I was like, I'm not really a QVC item. But once I was there, she happened to be someone who I felt like I connected more just like in our back and forthness. And she has a lot of skin allergies herself or sensitivities, I should say. So she was like, I don't know if you could see the different patches. She she was like putting them all over herself and like peeling them off and put into, you know, like she was really interested in it. And she was super, super interested in the third extension of my business, the wound worthy. Um, but, you know, yeah, I didn't get a deal. And I think there was part of me that was really, really nervous on that stage during that part where they're saying I'm out. And you're they truly coach you and encourage you to kind of like fight with the sharks and be like, no, 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 no. But you do want me. And I got really nervous about doing that because I felt like that was the shark's opportunity to kind of like embarrass you, you know, or put you down, you know, and that's kind of what the show is about. And that was one of my reluctancies to even go through this process because, you know, to me, the, the awareness was really important for me, helping spread the word that this is a really important thing to normalize patching, that it's the leading cause of childhood blindness and it's so unsupported. And I mean, listen, there's a million great causes out there. You know, we all care about kids with cancer or anything, you know, but you know, if you've got one in 45 kids that are really, really vision impaired, you have to think about what that turns into as adults and your employee pool and who's driving the school bus and, all, you know, all those things. And it's preventative and treatable. And the awareness that as parents, you know, and that was something that was discussed a lot but got cut out was the American Board of Pediatrics says you should take your child to an eye doctor by age three. Regardless of socioeconomics or wealth, most people don't, myself included. Even though I have a graduate degree in like child development, my child was meeting all of her benchmarks. She wasn't walking into walls. So like to me, that was discussed a lot in the tank. It got cut out, but that was something that was really important to Damon and he talked a lot about it. Um, but that's why I did it, you know? So me not getting a deal, I was always reluctant to give up 10% of my business or more. Uh, well, okay, so I mean, there's a lot to unpack there. Um, <laughs> I, I, I think that it's yeah, I could see where like I'm I'm I could see where you would might think that QVC might not be the spot for this, but but I could all but but you know with the other brands, I think as a whole, I think you could have um so, you know something there. Oh yeah, uh, no, no. I meant my naivety before actually connecting with her was that mm. I don't know if she's right. Um, but actually there in the tank, the back and forth was really good. And 
I was a little disappointed, but and I almost put, nudged a little further with her, but I, I don't know what happened to me there. I got really nervous about nudging, you know? And that's why you can see me begin with thank you to each one of them because I just didn't want to be put in a position to be told no twice or be embarrassed because that was like one of the things I was really concerned about when I went on it. Yeah. And, and I, I mean, as a, you know, as a human, I, I could totally, and, a, and as a person who has uh, empathy for others and wanting to bring, uh, you know, something that's uh, life changing to others, I could totally see that, right? That, that you'd be like, yeah, I don't, I don't want to put my paint myself in a light or, or enable them to yeah. put me in a corner that makes it look like, I'm crazy lady person coming on show and, and I'm fighting and I'm ready to like, you know, claw somebody's eyes out cause I'm not getting a deal. And that might not even be like an eighth or, or a 10th of what actually happened, but because you made a certain facial rec, you know, facial expression oh, yeah. or a movement with your show. hands. Yeah, no. I'll, yeah. yeah and, well. the, and like, and you're watching and sometimes they're just cruel to someone and I, and, and I get it. That's the job. That's the show. And I mean, like, even at the very, very end, after everyone was out, 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 I, like, almost made the joke, like, well, it's really nice to be here. Thank you so much for having me. But do I, can I get, at least get a hug from a shark? Like, I almost wanted to be cheeky like that. But then I was like, I don't know. Like, I inside me was like, oh, if they say no, then that's really embarrassing. <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah, that wouldn't, um, so, yeah, and depending how it was, again, edited. But, like, it was um, such a love fest. They were like, we love what you're doing. I'm taking my kids to the doctor, you know, all that stuff. So, like, there was a lot of reason to believe one of them would be like, oh, my God, yeah, you're awesome. And they would have gotten up and given me a hug. But at the same time, there's the great chance that they're like, no, we're sharks, you know? <laughs> So. Well, I think if you maybe had spe- specified which shark you were looking for, oh, uh, yeah. but, but before I say that, uh, the, the the next question, I I, I you know, come to me, I don't think we've taken our kids to the doctor, the eye doctor yet, and they are seven and five, so I, you know, I think that it probably is time to uh, to correct that. So thank you very much, Paige. I appreciate it. it had not even really, yeah. Yeah, like, and you know what? There's been a couple times where, you know, my son or my daughter, they they gave my wife and I pause and and like to like think like, can they really can they not really see what what what's actually there or that like are they just messing around or now it's not every time and it's just been a couple of instances. It's like like, you go to the eye doctor for eye health, not just for vision. Your optic nerve connects your eyeball to your brains. It's the first way to detect brain tumors in your children. Yes. Yeah. It's not just vision. It's more than that. So that's why you need to go. Uh, yeah, absolutely. And uh, I'm going to be working with my wife to uh, make that <laughs> You're that my wife right now. <laughs> no, I do, do, well, I don't, I don't want to be rude to the interview. Uh, or the no, no, Roger the wife. Time. It's important to me, too. Bye. All right, I'll text her right now. Uh, let me see here. Let's see. Uh, and listen, there's, like, yeah. there's not enough eye doctors to take care of every child, which is why, you know, just going even to an optometrist is a great first step. You know, you get a great um, litmus test, like great baseline. So. I'm I'm, they, I'm, t- I'm literally texting her now. This is a this is riveting content, I, I promise you. Uh, <laughs> All right, texted. All right, so um, now, did you going into it? Did you have a shark in mind that you were looking, you know, to um, to get a deal with? I mean, I guess 
you know, you have to think about that and you have, it's hard because they only let you know who your sharks are going to be, you know, because they revolve like, um, Corcoran wasn't there, Lori, not Lori, um, Corcoran wasn't there. Um, Robert wasn't there either. Right, right. And yeah. so you don't know, and actually they ask you and you, I had to make like a document with, um, all of the sharks that have like ever been there and who, you know, you wanted to give this like samples to. And, um, and then, um, you, they announce who the guest shark is. So, you know, you, it's not like it's like really deep seated in your mind who you want it to be because you don't know who's going to be there. Um, but once you do, you know, I guess I was mostly aiming for Mark Cuban because he has his, the new cost plus uh, pharmaceutical industry business. And it just seemed aligned um, when I was watching a lot of Shark Tank to prep for the show. Um, and when I say a lot, you know, it's like maybe one episode <laughs> if I can stay awake for an entire episode at the end of the day after prepping for all this. Um, but he seemed the most likely to be interested or have the kind of deal I would want or I don't know. There was just something that felt right about him. Yeah. I mean, with the cost plus, I mean, it makes a lot of sense. Um, I was kind of surprised that he wasn't uh, interested in it um, or, or interested enough to, to want to make some form of an offer uh, as an update. So my wife said that uh, she said, okay, they do get their eyes checked at the doctor, which they no. do now that I, no, now that I thought no, about it. Nope. nope. But they're not, they're not actually looking into the, into the eye, right? That is the biggest misconception that the, whatever happens at the pediatrician is having their eyes checked. They do not have the machines that can actually scan your eyes. Like the Optimap or, uh, I don't know if there's any of it. it. Yeah. And then, I mean, I had like one, um, pediatrician that was awesome and she was like in San Francisco and she was like helping me a lot with this awareness because she gets frustrated that. So many parents think that she can. She's like, no, I don't have those tools. I can't afford them, you know? Yeah. Um, there, there's, there are some handheld tools that are becoming more affordable, or machines, I should say. But, you know, it's a lot for most pediatricians' offices to have those. I would say, like, 9 out of 10 of your pediatricians' offices are not going to have that. So, so oh, let me finish. So she said, I asked the eye doctor about it. I guess the, the optometrist that we go to. Uh, about them when I went and he said not yet and then she she said guess we should take them <laughs> so there, there, there you go yeah, yeah, the, the American Board of Pediatrics says it it's not really my role <laughs> <laughs> well I didn't even I didn't even mention you or or yeah, this yeah. interview or I mean she yeah, knows I'm, right. I'm she didn't know who I was interviewing she just yeah, knew that's all right. I had a call um, you, guys, you can talk about me later Yes, well, we and we will, we will. Uh, but no, but but even she came to that same conclusion. Or it's like the, you know, like oh, well, did they did they check the eyes? Okay, thinking about thinking about thinking about. Oh, wait a second, and we get to the same conclusion. Yeah, no, that was funny because like on the, in the tank they were like, yeah, you know, it's funny. You go to a dentist by age two, and those teeth yeah. fall out. Like, what's the point of that? You know, and um, you need your eyes to see. Yeah, like your you, teeth, you can reconstruct much more easily. You know, vision is, it's, it's one and done. So, yeah. um, you know, but we don't, you know, we all, we're all just cheap, you know, they tell us to go to dentist, we go to dentist, you know, like it's, that's the, that's the thing. Now, when you were putting together your, your valuation, how did you come up with your, your initial offer? 
Oh, that number changed so many times. Gun to my head, I couldn't tell you. Like it changed like every other week um, based on different producers' opinions on things. And it changed, in fact, up to the night before we pitched. Wow. Um, each, you know, producer had different opinions and, uh, just given it's a niche given, I don't know. I mean, we're not in the same economy as we were, you know, five years ago, three years ago, you know, and, um, and the sharks are not taking larger, you know, they want you, they're, they're not looking at anything under 10%. And they want, you know, it's, it's a really tricky equation because you bring your number down, you bring their number up, then your evaluation changes. And then is your evaluation correct? And you're like, well, I don't really care about the evaluation. I'm just asking for X amount of dollars and you want this much from me. But it also equates something that you have to be mindful of as well. So, you know, it was just kind of a landed on this final number, truthfully. Wow. Yeah. I mean, it, it, it is, it is difficult because we see, you know, anything above $300,000, it's real tough to get a deal. It's, you know, and, and I know, you know, there's people in the comments that are, oh, they're all billionaires. Like, well, no, they're, they're not all billionaires. There's, there's one. And then there's also Pete, uh, but it, there's Mark and then everybody else. And, mm-hmm. you know, even at a hundred and, you know, 300,000, 250,000, like that's a lot of money to commit to one business that may or may not, you know, could go to zero tomorrow. Like there's a lot of other ways they could spend that money and, and it not go to zero in, in 24 months, you know? Yeah. So, well, I'm not so it's not. Myself, so. No, no, no. I know, but they're, but no, they're, no, no, you I know, know but I, this is all risk for them too, you know? Yeah. Yeah. No, I get it's, it. And, you know, and also, you know, they make it very clear that just you get it. If you get a deal um, on the show, it doesn't mean you're really getting a deal. Yeah. You sign a lot of documentation that, you know, this could just be TV. And you may never actually have a conversation with Mark Cuban or Lori or Dwayne or any of them ever. Like you might just do it on set. You go back to your dressing room and a team comes and tells you this is just TV. I mean, and that obviously didn't happen to me, but they do tell you it is possible that can happen. Yeah, well, I, I, absolutely. I mean, I, I haven't, of all the interviews I've done so far, that hasn't occurred in any of the, well, at least I've been told in any of the interviews yeah. or any of the post interviews that I don't have recordings of because we generally talk a lot, quite a bit after the uh, after these interviews. But, um, but with that said, like, I mean, there's been plenty of instances where the deal just, you know, they couldn't get to terms or they waited so long to get to terms, then the episode airs, and then the, the valuation is is it's not totally it's not good. It's totally changed, it's totally off. Cause now now they're doing all kinds of sales and they're getting repeat sales. And the more time that goes by, the less, you know, the less they're like, Yeah, let me let me take your you know, eighty, ninety thousand, hundred thousand dollars. Like deal. I don't need it anymore, yeah. Uh, yeah, or or I I would still like it, but now it's gotta be at this percentage. Or, you know, mm-hmm. you, you set this percentage yeah. for this amount of money, um, or or I don't need it at all. Like it's it's you just That's don't. Interesting. You, you just don't. Yeah, know, I'm not so. surprised. I mean, I'm not surprised that that could get really really sloppy. Um, you can so, go the other know. way too. It could, you know, totally be like, ah, you know, the reaction to this didn't seem like that great, and then the deal just evaporates. 
Yeah, no, no. I think what we watch on TV is not the whole story at all. Uh, I know for a fact. <laughs> but, uh, you know, in, in that way, you know, obviously some time has passed where, um, you know, since filming. So, you know, the more you work on this project, the more you want to deal, right? Like, that's what you're doing. It's what you're working for. So initially when I didn't get the deal, I was a bit disappointed. Um, but as time has gone by, I kind of feel really good about it. You know, it's not, I mean, would it have been nice? Great. Like, it, it, but like you said, you don't know post like wrapping up the show, pre-airing what's going to happen and how sloppy the deal gets off air and, or if it really happens. And I mean, there's like one woman that was on set the same day as me and we're like staying in touch on Instagram and it sounds like it's going really, really great for her. And it looks like it's been a really wonderful experience and exposure and, you know, everything's just been completely smooth sailing with her deal. So that's like really cool for her. I'm really happy for her. But I, the, the situations that you're talking about, I think are pretty common. And um, like I said, now, now that not so much time has passed by, I'm, I'm kind of feeling just grateful for the exposure and grateful the experience and um like i you know it was just it's okay that it happened that way you know it's really fine i was really really nervous about giving up 10 percent of my money 10 percent of my blood sweat and tears yeah well absolutely because you know you don't and i and we've i've heard lots of plenty of great stories like like the one you just shared uh with your friend and um and i and and there's been a few out there that have not been so great um yeah but, you know these are all humans dealing with human things and and all yeah, these yeah. issues Egos and challenges and money yeah yeah so so like i mean it can go the other way as well um and so my uh you know my my i guess my question is is what what it, what empowered you to want to go on Shark Tank? Because I mean, it sounds like you had some reluctancy, you know, as well. I huge reluctancy. <laughs> um, I didn't want to under or overstate. No, <laughs> or that's overstate, okay. It's okay. And like, listen, I love the show. My reluctancy wasn't about a lack of love or respect for what they do. I think it's really awesome. I think it's it's amazing. It's fun. It's I love watching all the products and the people. I mean, obviously like you, just like the businesses and how they tick. It's really, really cool. It's really interesting. But being the person talking to sharks is very intimidating. Um, you know, if you invited me to go on Good Morning America, I think I'd be like, yeah, let's get on that plane. That sounds fun. Let's sit on a couch and talk about me. Like, I don't know. Like, that's a lot easier. And not that I want to talk about me, but you know what I mean? Like, they're like, oh, this new product, you know? Like, if it was like that type of setting, I'd be like, yes, let's do this. But Shark Tank, and um, you haven't asked, but I knew you will, reached out to me. So I was getting these emails from them, like, is this spam? Why do I keep getting this? Who's this lady, you know? And so I had to like kind of look her up. I'm like, oh my God, I really, this is legit. Um, and I had a talk with her and she was really sweet and wonderful and informative and great. Um, so I was like, well, I guess, what the hell? You know, there's so many steps to getting to the actual stage. Didn't even seem likely that I was gonna get there. So I was like, you know, I guess I'll just say, you know, I'll do this first step of the application. After talking to her, she was so nice. And then they were like, you win round two. And then it was like round three. And it was like every week you just kept going and get advancing. And I was like, oh my God, this is, I can't believe this. 
Um, so yeah, I mean, it just kind of happened. Real, I mean, it didn't just kind of happen, but that's how it happened. Mm. Well, and, you and know, I, having ultimately. Oh, oh that's okay. No, no, no. Ultimately, when I sat with myself, like, do I really want to do this? Do I want to swim with sharks? You know, I sat with myself, and the part of my story when, um my daughter, when we took my daughter to the eye doctor and they said to me, um, which is something we talked about in the tank as well, but wasn't aired, like your daughter is not only blind, her optic nerve is inflamed and it could be caused by brain tumors. And so I had to wait, you know, however many weeks to get the MRI and then those results. And it was a very harrowing time as a parent. And I remember sitting with myself and thinking like, you know, I, I can handle a blind kid, but I don't think I can handle losing my baby, you know, and like brain tumors on a child doesn't seem like a really good prognosis. Um, so in those like dark times, I sat there and I, you know, made a promise to whatever you believe in, God, the universe, pack with the devil, I don't know. But I was like, you know, if my, if my, if we're okay, you know, we wind up on the other side of this. All right. I promise. Like I'll dedicate my life to making this better and easier for other people. And I, it really was meaningful for me that she didn't have anything wrong with her brain and that she was a treatable condition. And, um, I didn't know, you know, what that would look like, but after beginning the treatment, starting on that path of eye patching and I, I realized this product was antiquated. Why can't I make it better? And then that's why it started. So when Shark Tank wanted me to do this, I was like, you know, if I'm going to keep my end of this deal and I'm, I want to help as many people as I can, this kind of exposure is, is the way to do it because I can't do it on my own single-handedly. So that was kind of yeah. how I made this. That's yeah. how I wound up moving forward to week three, four, or five. You know. Well, having having the uh, the ability to bring uh, this message to to the masses, I I mean, is mm -hmm. is is such a blessing, right? And and what you know, the universe, yeah. and, or or <laughs> like God, said, or whatever, but, uh, you yeah. know, whatever. Well, I don't, you know, I don't to, want to get to too spiritual that. on people, but it was a really, you know, important thing for me to, to dedicate myself to making this journey better because I knew how rough it was. And, you know, it's been a lot of hard work, but I love what I do. And I, I mean, in, in fact, this whole Shark Tank thing, the majority of response has been a massive amount of like fan mail. Just like so many people reaching out, talking about how they wore an eye patch as a child and it was so terrible and thank you for what I'm doing. And I mean, that's kind of what keeps me going, you know? And then, you know, the second product is to help people with cancer. And that's, of course, rewarding to know that, um, you know, I'm helping people have that difficult journey become better. And, um, you know, the third one should help too. So, you know, it's really evolved from just this one thing of a vision. Um, but all of the products help make difficult times journey, difficult journeys better. And, um, I'm really glad that's what I get to do for a living. That is, ding, ding, all that. That is, uh, that is incredible. But not, I mean, not everybody gets to, to, to do that, um, or, or have an opportunity to, uh, have a, a, a story and, and, uh, an experience that it, that drives them to something that, 
um, they might not have seen them foreseen themselves doing yeah, prior yeah. to the to that that journey, right? Totally. That, 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 well, yeah, that journey that led them to where they're at to take a whole nother journey <laughs> um, down down a, a a path that is just is incredible for so many people to be able to impact other people. And I mean, that's what that's what this is. You know, that's what we're doing here, right? That's yeah. what we're trying to do is impact other entrepreneurs, super entrepreneurs, you know, super entrepreneurs to become um, more than just themselves uh, and create things that enable other people to enjoy their lives uh, better, easier, um, and and not just the people who buy the products, but also the people they employ, right? That and mm -hmm. and, uh, and get to work with from around the world. So, no, I I, I absolutely think that you uh, embody all all of that, and and it's so great to see that you got to shine through um, and not just get you know let down early on like it's round two or three or four or like you know what i mean somewhere there yeah, and, yeah. and not enable the the message to get out there and be in um in what's the word like uh, engraved into television history right and 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 out you know because that's not it's not something that everybody thinks about i mean i have a few yeah. friends that are blind uh and and they had a progressive decline into the mm -hmm. blindness and uh it's in it's 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 not great but um but they all have had a you know at least my friends have had a really good um a good experience getting to share their um you know their 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 journey their journey into blindness and 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 what they what they've experienced both um post like right at like during and after mm. that experience with other people and, and helping other people see things that they might not notice. I mean, I know like one of my, one of my best friends, Maxwell Ivy, he's a, he's called the blind blogger and he mm. had helped me like see through to see, to see patients, you know, like I getting to meet him and, and see like how much more patients I can drive out of myself, uh, pull out of myself because <laughs> Yeah, I don't know that I could, you know, in my current state, I, no, I wouldn't be able to have those patients. I have right no now. patience. That is my worst characteristic, as I have very little patience. I'm a, it's my terrible weakness for sure. Mm, Maybe I need to be friends with your friend. <laughs> yeah, well, that's what I, you know, I, we had like really mm -hmm. deep conversations just right out of the gate, getting to meet each other, and and you know, just getting to uh, to 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 have that opportunity to see how some because i honestly before max i don't think i knew anybody that was blind or at least blind to that level that like you can't mm -hmm. see anything mm -hmm. um so yeah i mean it's great that you got to you got to share that message and um and highlight your you not only your business but again it's it's really like i keep going back to the the message and the people uh, that I you're know. Help, rather keeps, than the business like no it really feels like that's what happened and that and that's okay i feel really good about that too you know i mean would i like a deal eventually from somebody of course because you know as much as i love what i do i realize i don't have the capacity to launch this the way other people might or a team might or you know and um, you know, there's been a lot of people reaching out about acquisition and it's interesting and I'm vetting and I'm learning, um, who's who, but, um, you know, just for an example, I'm making this up, but like a Johnson Johnson can obviously sell bandages. They've been doing it. They have an ophthalmological division. 
could they make this a more successful product than me? Uh, they could make it more successful than any entrepreneur. You know what I mean? Like I'm only one person. Of course they can do that better. Um, I wouldn't be so, I wouldn't be so sure about that. That I wouldn't be so certain about that overconfidence in that. Well, I mean, listen, I'm, I think I'm doing pretty well. I, I love what I do, but I'm not, I'm not afraid to say that other people might be able to do it better. And, and that's okay, or do it better with me. So, I mean, maybe that's the opportunity that comes from here, you know. But, um, you know, I I do strongly think that the cancer sector is very, one in four Americans, right? Um, but I have this product that is, like, so unknown. I've had such a challenge getting this portworthy patch seen or understood by anybody with cancer, you know. And um, it really has a lot of potential, but I'm not seemingly getting the potential out there. Um, and I think Woundworthy, I mean, it's just doing really well by itself already. I haven't even like made any announcements or advertisements and it's already selling on presale, like by itself. It's crazy. So, well, when it comes to the, the poor patches, I honestly, I, I looked at it and I was like, I, I, I wasn't sure quite what I was looking at. Right. And then I scrolled down. I'm like, without reading the words, I, it didn't, it didn't occur to me until you yeah. mentioned like cancer. And then I'm like, uh, the only use that makes port wearing. So like I had to, I had to really think about it, about what, mm -hmm. what that meant. And, um, so, so yeah. So, um, I mean, even like on Amazon, we can't use the keyword search cancer. You know, they do that to mitigate snake oil cures, right? Um, obviously, I'm not curing cancer. I'm just trying to make that difficult time easier. Um, yeah. You know, what, a story I like to tell, or I don't like to tell, but, you know, that, that's really on point for Portworthy is, you know, we were moving into a new neighborhood just around the time it was launching, and I was meeting one of our neighbors, and, you know, she's like, what do you do for a living? What do you do for a living? And having that talk. And I, I mentioned I was launching Portworthy at the time. And she just broke down in tears. She just started crying. And I didn't know what to say. And she said, my father just died because his chemo port became infected. The cancer didn't kill him. The port infection did. And she goes, there was no product like this. There's no product like this. Nobody knows how to cover it. Nobody knows how to keep it protected. And here I am with this product. And I mean, listen, I don't know how I, I tried to look up, you know, I've got various stats, like how common is a port infection? I don't know. But um, it needs to be covered for even just to be comfortable. If you have a bra strap or t-shirt rubbing against it. This is the only adhesive that's not going to rip out your chest hair. It's not going to disrupt the pore because it's so gentle. And, you know, you try to get into a Sloan Kittering or a Moffat, you know, talking to them, they're run by huge corporations. And it's really difficult to get your foot in the door if you're not having the type of representation that they want to see. Um, but, you know, we have a lot of people that do like it and support it. And, you know, it's a great gift. Not, you know, just people don't know what to do for a loved one that has cancer. You know, so it does, you know, if they need to get chemo, help them. Um, but, yeah. No, I, I mean, it absolutely makes sense. I, Yeah, I don't um, – I'm unaware of how many people get I, – I think I do know somebody 
a long a lot at some point in my life that had a port that got infected but i don't yeah i don't I'm like i don't they know they passed many, away yeah. from it like but i guess it depends on when how long it takes before they realize you know mm -hmm. um well yeah like are you getting a port do you have a medical port for antibiotics because you had like an injury or are you having chemo which makes you have no immune system so yeah. you're completely immune compromised during cancer so it's another reason to just keep it safe and comfortable. Yeah, yeah, so, that, yeah, definitely. But it's a lot of awareness and messaging about that, and that's you know been that's been tough. Yeah, yeah, and and to go back to your you know your comment about how these you know Johnson and Johnson could make it like huge or or whatever, right. like it's not that they couldn't, but and there's been plenty of examples. Well, no, no, but not just Johnson and Johnson, but just in general, there's plenty yeah. of examples of giant companies making brands. And and not being able to to find the right audience or or you know capture that audience because they just can't uh, they they just I don't know they don't know how to speak the language to, to the people that in which they they uh, are trying to reach and and there, there's definitely plenty of examples of that and even um, I think um, Brownages was a, an example of that where they pointed out that. 3M or whoever makes whoever makes the Band-Aid brand yeah. uh, when they tried That's to make a brown Band-Aid uh, it, it, you know people like were like nope and and now with that said like they might shelve that product for for a couple of years and then come back out with it when yeah. after you know that the whole 2020 push and, and all that uh, maybe isn't at the forefront of everybody's minds and and then be like oh yeah we got this or they they rebrand the, the, the supply change aspect of supply chain issue of 2020 or the black lives matter issue of 2020 oh black lives black lives matter and all that yeah yeah, yeah. they so so Brownages uh was doing you know doing doing a lot of business right. because people are like yeah we don't want that brand i understand like, yeah well, yeah. I mean, I, I understand if you want something to look inconspicuous, you know, we have a lot of people asking for inconspicuous eyes. And I was like, well, geez, I can't make a blue eye, a green eye, a brown eye, a dark skin, a light skin, a light skin with a brown eye, a dark skin. <laughs> like I was, it would be just like impossible financially. Um, and we wound up making one. Is It's really interesting. It works really well. Um, it looks, it's pop art eye. So it's like gray and red and it winds up really blending with a lot of skin tones. And um, actually my PR agent at the time was like very, very involved with the Black eye, Black Lives Matter. And she gave it the approval that it's not gonna offend anyone because I was really wanted to be sensitive to everyone, not not just black people, but like super pale people or Asian people, you know, it's just there's so many skin tones out there. And I, you know, I wanted to be mindful of that. And that's why even our plain patches are white, like white, like paper white, you know? And, uh, but, or black, you know, so, because, and, you know, with the new bandages for Woundworthy, um, I, I did like a terracotta color that has like a different, like levels of peach and orange, but that's like not nobody's skin color exactly, you know, or blue, you know, so, and then rainbow that, but it wasn't like rainbow for pride, just like different colors. Um, because I don't really want to get, go down that field at all. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I, I hear, I hear that. And then it's, um, you know, having that many skews is tough and, and that's why yeah. you went up. I mean, that, I think that's one of the reasons that, uh, Brownage is 
was winning the battle as well was because unlike their you know the the big brand where they wanted they to stock like two well they wanted to stock they want to stock like two or three hues of color mm-hmm. you know for skin tones and and Brown, Brownages is like no we're gonna have every you know all the the whole rainbow of skin tones here yeah. you know and and that's going to be what we stand on to to get people uh, excited about wanting to, yeah. yeah, or on board with no, it. No, I so, totally appreciate that. And like in that way, like I love that's a lot of skews. Yeah, yeah, it's a lot of You know, for a small business, that, but that's like they're doing that. That's I'm doing something else, and yep. you know, it has to do with sensitive skin. And if I, I'm trying to just focus on sensitive skin. I can't focus on that and you know skin tones. So I just was like, make it blue because you know no one's really blue. yeah you know what i mean like where but you know and if like the like the terracotta one you know could probably blend in with a bunch of skin tones but it's it's nobody's real skin tone right yeah no i um i you know i i think it's it's i mean they look they look great so um uh, you know you're saying they're selling you're selling them without even having the yeah, I haven't them. even announced. I haven't, you know, no. In fact, um, just before this call, I was working on an emailer to like my emailing list announcing Woundworthy, but it hasn't gone out yet. And um, I think I put one post in stories, but like before uh, Shark Tank aired, it was like selling ten a day, which like it's not a ton of money, but or a ton of, of sales. But for something that's never that's, been announced, it's pretty good. Yeah, I mean that that's two hundred and forty band aids. A day, a day. That's that's yeah. a really quick twenty four hundred yeah, band aids. I, I have to go call my manufacturer and see if we should add on. Right. I mean, that's that. You know, you start start stacking pretty quick. You get to like you know have a couple of days with like twelve or fifteen, and you know bought, yeah. um, bags of them. And next, you know, like I said, it, it it just starts stacking, and people will go through them and then hopefully rebuy. Right. And that's mm-hmm. uh, that's a, a really a great um, opportunity for you to have another item that is a, re- you know, a, a consumable yeah. that people will think once they buy, they will, you know, 80, you know, figure 80 plus percent of them will rebuy again. Mm-hmm. So that, that is, that is really. Yeah. I mean, it's a, it's a new demographic, you know, I think it's a lot should be with the sensitivity part, uh, baby boomer, which is of course our largest demographic here. And, but at the same time, I've already gotten messages from, parents who you know go to the site for my eye patch and they're like oh my god my kid has a lot of allergies and we can't use regular bandages but we know we can use your eye patch we're already buying them and excited about that you know which is really cool yeah well you um yeah i know my my son or daughter uh had really bad eczema as a kid mm-hmm. so like this actually would have been great though i don't think we actually end up using that many band-aids because i don't think she had that many that many that many times yeah. as you got you know unlike my son who you know falls a lot more often and and things like that but he doesn't yeah. have the he didn't have the eczema and sensitive skin um so going back to to shark tank um how did you go about balancing your life and and your business and preparing for shark tank um i mean I, I like to be pretty scheduled. So, um, you know, my days generally start pretty early, um, for better or for worse. My oldest daughter's a swimmer and I have to get her to practice by five 30. So, 
Out the door by 5.30 or at practice at 5.30? At the pool by 5.30. So we're at the door. That is is early. (laughs) Yeah. So I try to be constructive on my time. And whether that means making work calls or just getting my workout done then. Or just answering some emails and getting ahead of the day. Like I try to be constructive about that time. And then... Usually once they're both off to school, I, I tr- if I hadn't, if I didn't do my workout at five in the morning, I try to do it after they leave at seven 30 and, and some days it's more robust than others, but I try to be consistent about that one thing. I, I don't know, maybe because I was a swimmer, like you just, once they, once your bodies work that hard, you can't not do it every day. I don't know. Um, but, uh, yeah. And then I, go to work. I, you know, whatever the tasks are in the day, I'm like a massive list maker. And during Shark Tank, the lists were like everywhere. They were on paper, they were in the phone, they were in the calendar. (laughs) And, um, you know, we'd have these weekly scheduled calls. So say if I knew that was Tuesday, I don't remember what day it was, you know, that was like my day to really, you know, prep on that. There's a lot of writing involved, which, you know, to me is kind of, it's where... Uh, it's like my favorite part of running a business is how much writing you get to do. Um, and then, yeah, I mean, and then it's like by the afternoon, I mean, I was joking with my husband during some of this time, like I need a kitchen installed in my car because if I'm driving kids between three and five, how am I cooking dinner? And I'm not working. And I was like a little stressed out. I was like, if I could just cook while I drive. Um, (laughs) And we live in like a terribly rural place, so you can't get like delivery food or even pick up anything. It's just so. But you got good internet like, at least. <laughs> Apparently, yeah, yeah, yeah. Good enough internet. Pretty, pretty good internet. Yeah, I can run a business. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I was going a little nuts. I was definitely going a little nuts. And because we live so, where it's super rural, I kind of have to drive an hour to go grocery shopping every ten days. So on, in Hawaii, I didn't know that there was that much uh, enough space for that to be physically oh, yeah, possible. Yeah. Well, I mean, we lived in Honolulu forever, you know, pretty much from Honolulu and that's a city and you can get all the things you're in a city, you know, there's Whole Foods, there's Target, there's DoorDash, there's everything. But here on um, Hawaii Island, it's big Island. I mean, I'm an hour plus, I'm an hour to Kona, almost an hour, and, I'm about an hour and a half from Hilo. You know, I mean, every it's a big island. It is the big island. It is big. So mm-hmm. um, if I want to do, like, you know, if I need to get the stuff I need for my kids, like, for a family that eats a lot, you know, you got to go to Costco and the Safeway, not just, like, the little. And I do love our neighborhood, you know, grocery stores, and I use them as much as possible. Um, and the farmer's markets, which are really, really wonderful. But, you know, sometimes you just need, like, three gallons of orange juice. no you know what i mean like you need your your family goes if you've got kids you go to costco most or something similar yeah yeah well yeah yeah, i could definitely uh attest to that (laughs) so yeah i I was going nuts a little bit you know because i had to take like one day a week to you know do this driving and take care of that and then i got kids to run around and you're under like a massive nda so you can't tell people why you're stressed out and why you have all this extra work and (laughs) for us Oh my God, right around the time where I was really, it was really getting intense, where I was having multiple meetings a week. I had one kid graduating fifth grade and one kid graduating eighth grade. 
And like the amount of emails you get as a parent, you know, I think you probably like these memes and these jokes about these moms, like, yes, it is a full-time job answering the school's email. Yeah. Just one kid. I'm getting someone separate for the other kid. You know, it's just so <laughs> much. And like the volunteer for this and the bring the soda to that and the bring the brownies to that. I was like by May certifiable um, because it was just the timing of everything. Um you know, so, you know, and, and in Hawaii, you know, it's a little bit different culturally, you know, so fifth grade, I needed to get lays for everyone and eighth grade, I get lays and getting the lays and the flowers and all the things that happen culturally, you know, and, and it was just a lot of extra parenting during a time that was a lot of extra work. And then, of course, grandparents staying at our house during all of this, it was a lot. It was a lot. Uh, yeah well uh, yeah it, kids uh kids are a full-time uh job it's it's like the retirement plan you know you're, you're putting in for the retirement plan so hopefully they take care of you when you're yeah yeah yeah, yeah no oh, it's my when you're a kid 80th, yeah oh like two weeks before it's my in-laws 80th birthday like if you if we i actually feel like i should print out my calendar for may and just like put it on a wall like anytime anyone thinks that it's impossible to do something, you could just look at that that month that I had because it was wild. Every single day had a massive event. But, <laughs> um, oh, I I I hear you. It's uh, and, and mine are only in se- uh, kindergarten and and uh, and for or second. So yeah, we got we we're, <laughs> we're just getting warmed up. Just getting warmed up. Yeah. No, and like, listen, they're all good things. They're all wonderful things. And you keep trying to tell yourself, like, don't be stressed out. These are good things, you know? And, uh, but, you know, Shark Tank's like, you've got this deadline. We need you on a Zoom. I'm like, but I got a graduation. Like, we need you on a Zoom. You know, it's just like so much happening. So. Mm, that is, that is tough. As somebody who preaches the, the balance of life and, and uh, boundaries and things like that, I, yeah. I know it's, it's, it's tricky. And that's why I ask about it. Because I think it's important yeah. for other people to hear the, the, the struggles, the challenges, the yeah, um, no, and things, the all to have an opportunity. Like, yeah, my husband had started a new job, so he was still. Oh wow! He couldn't like take off work to come drive kids because he was in a new position himself. You know, like how do you say to your boss, like, "Hey, I know I've only been here for six months, but I need to take off at three every day now." I mean, like that doesn't work. Um, so yeah, I was really overloaded. I'm, I'm I really need a vacation. Mm. I don't know when that's happening, but you should go to you should go to Hawaii. I, I heard it's a really yeah, nice yeah, I know, I know. And I, I love that joke. Let me tell you, no, because you know I get it. You live in Hawaii, but at the same time, I'm still doing laundry. I'm still going to the grocery store. I'm still you know helping kids with homework, yeah. listening, cry about what's happening in life, and you know running a job, paying rent, you know that kind of thing. Yeah. Oh no, I, absolutely. But I, I said a vacation. I didn't say you should go live in Hawaii because living yeah, well, requires all those other things. <laughs> it comes with yeah, you, yeah. you know. Um, yeah. Well, that's why the people that visit here might be smarter. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> it is on my docket to get there uh, in the next year or two. So we'll see. We'll see. Yeah. Um, so, how did you go about preparing your business for potentially getting to air on? Yeah, so that that's a tough one because they they really tell you do not have extra inventory, do not do anything in anticipatory sales because they I'm sure somewhere along the line somebody said I want my money back, you know, <laughs> and um, so they tell you not to do that, 
but I've already had a situation where I sold out. So, you know, I don't want to do that again. Um, but I also recognize I'm a niche, you know, so it was kind of a tough call on what to do. But, you know, we looked at inventory levels and decided, okay, well, if this amps up, say, three to five times because of the show, how much time do we have left until we sell out? And, you know, we have to make, you know, orders anyway. Might as well do it now or later. And because there was so much discussion in the tank about Woundworthy, I for sure thought they were going to air that. So I wasn't going to go into production for Woundworthy for a while. I, didn't, I wasn't sure when I would launch that. I was still kind of mulling it over, maybe waiting for, I don't know. I don't know what I was waiting for. But um, since Lori had talked about it so much and I was just so certain that it would air, I was like, well, I better have this product ready to go. So we put our order in to manufacture, you know, just replenishing inventory for general, like in general ways, um, but maybe a little sooner in case there was a big bump. And we added Woundworthy. And honestly, I think it, it was perfect. You know, we're, we're, we're all ready to go. And um, I didn't, I don't feel like I lost anything or did anything, you know, crazy about it. So, you know, we did that. And you can't really tell anyone or make announcements about Shark Tank until they give you this email and tell you how to do it and all that stuff. So I, um, you know, I just did all the Instagram, you know, posting that they let you do once you're announced. And that was all I did, really. Now, did you find that it, you were like, once you were, done with uh, you know getting prepared to go to shark tank um that you had a whole lot more time in your schedule <laughs> in your carefully crafted schedule to be able to 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 slot in woundworthy uh in in that place or did you it was it was it a struggle for you uh you know the kids were out of school so i had you know two children by my side while i worked all summer um <laughs> So there's that. <laughs> yeah, I was done with Shark Tank and then I, you know, didn't have kids at school all day anymore. So I worked on Woundworthy. They're used to me working and, you know, they're older now so they can like go to a pool by themselves a little bit. But um, yeah, I mean, I just, you just do it. You just do it. You just wake up and get your work done. I'm very lucky. My children <laughs> like to sleep late. So I just wait oh. in the summer. So I would just like wake up and get my work done while they were sleeping. It's the only way to do it. I, I wish I knew. I wish I knew what that was like. Uh, maybe some, maybe someday. Yeah, maybe no, someday. I know. I feel like that's like one of my greatest blessings in life. <laughs> they love to sleep late. It's, it's time. My, my daughter, man, 10 o'clock, 11 o'clock. She'll still be like, I can't sleep. Oh, and then, goodness. And then by six thirty-seven, she's up anyway. Like she's up. Regardless. Uh, oh, I, well, I probably then my my teenager. Well, I mean, and she's burning the candle at both ends constantly with the swimming. She had like no school on Thursday, like for some teacher day thing, and she went to bed at nine o'clock the night went on Wednesday night and slept till twelve thirty on Thursday. Wow. Like she, I was like, is she, I was like, are you alive? Oh man, that is that is. I oh, I wish I could sleep that long. I oh yeah, I've never. <sighs> I think one only one time in my life uh, I was able to to do that, but um, 
No, she's an amazing champion sleeper. I am not. I'm never going to do that. <laughs> really good at it. So speaking of sleeping, did did you uh, end up having a watch party? Or did you sleep on having a watch party? Oh, so, you know, back to uh, parenting. Friday the 29th, uh, the night that it airs, you know, and I'm in Hawaii and I couldn't get it. I mean, I tried every. I'll, I'll spare you the details between AT&T, like direct TV. I took my butt to a sports bar thinking they'd be able to get me to watch it live by two o'clock. No, they couldn't make it happen. I mean, it was like uh, there was no way I was watching. I watched it on FaceTime <laughs> with my parents uh, on the mainland uh, at the eight o'clock first viewing. Right. OK. And then, of course, when it would have aired here at like seven o'clock was when my sixth grader was debuting as Taylor Swift in a school performance. So I had to go watch her. I, I couldn't just be like, sorry, I'm going to go watch TV. I just had to DVR it and then and go to my child's performance. Like, what do you do? Like, you got to do it, right? You ab- absolutely. So I, you know, I have like, what, a year of preparation. I'm dying to see how they've edited me to make sure I don't, they haven't made a fool of me. Like, the whole world's laughing at me, and I don't even know because I'm watching Taylor Swift dance on stage that – you know, a 50 pound version. <laughs> and, uh, and so, yeah. So then late night that night, I got to watch it a little bit. And then what we did is we just had like a little watch party on Saturday night, which is mostly like my kids, friends and their parents, you know, and I, the invite was like literally only went out to people who had reached out to say like, congratulations, when are we watching it with you? Like, those were the only people I, I then replied. I was like, you can come over at 5 for, like, pizza and drinks, 6 o'clock viewing, 7, you're out. Like, I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> like, that was the invite <laughs> because I was so exhausted from, like, the week of preparation. And we had some, I had some friends that did fly in from Honolulu to be with me and, you know, the Taylor Swift extravaganza the night before. Like, I just knew it was going to be a crazy weekend. And I was like, I'm not having a rager here. <laughs> Well, I, there's well, there's there's your uh, example of no patience. <laughs> you yeah, let everybody know in advance. I'm kicking you out seven well, o'clock. Yeah. And I've been up since five thirty in the morning, like three days this week as a school. You know, swimming. Like I don't know what you want from me. I'm gonna wake up at six regardless tomorrow, so I can't have a party here. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, no, so, no, actually, it was awesome. It was perfect. It, it was totally perfect. So with all that, the. the did you get to track the sales, the traffic and all that? Like being, you know, well, cause you weren't, you, when it aired in the East coast, you, you, it was only two o'clock. So were you able yeah. to. Like- yeah. There was some, we had a bump in sales for sure. Um, after that on my website, which was cool. Um, my website has been, you know, we've always wanted to migrate more traffic to my website versus Amazon. And it's just been a really difficult thing to do. Um, we've had a couple peaks and valleys, but you know, I get it. You're a busy mom. You got to buy eye patches, baby food, diapers, Amazon's your one-stop shop. I get it. Um, yeah, we, I mean, we even have like different pricing, better pricing. I mean, we fulfill within a day or two. I mean, we do the same exact stuff. It's just really hard, but, um, it was really cool to see so many sales on our website that day and that carried through. Um, I mean, it's still a little bit better than normal. Um, but it's it's not wild, you know. It's not like I'm going to buy a Porsche tomorrow. Um, 
you know. Um, and Amazon had a bump, but then it's been real back to normal because I think Prime Week is next week, and I think like we di- we see a dip every time before Prime, Prime Week is today, actually. Or Prime, yeah, yeah. Or today, so, or today and tomorrow is like Prime yeah. Day. Yeah. So, I took advantage of it, but not from Amazon. <laughs> I went yeah. to Best Buy and got uh, something that was yeah. on because they're running their sale to keep up with Amazon. Up with Amazon. Um, yeah. So traditionally, I think a lot of probably a lot of products see a dip right before the Prime. So, you know, unfortunately, it didn't time well with our Shark Tank thing. Um, and um, yeah. So, but, you know, it's okay. I'm, I'm getting a ton of emails, um, a lot of opportunities like this, and we'll just, you know, see where it goes. It was a good, it was a really cool experience. So, no, it, well, I, I'm glad that you, even though you didn't get to walk away with the deal, it was, you're so, so positive about it. And, um, and I think that again, just speaks to the awesomeness and the superness of you and, and the business that you're building and the, and the reason that you're building it, um, and, and how it can help so many people, uh, out there. So I, I greatly appreciate you, Paige. Thank you. No, thanks. I, like I said, I love what I do. And I mean, I, I just think it's the greatest thing I get to make difficult journeys better, you know, and it's like, Hey, we all know getting older is not fun. I'm going to have no. that same thin skin any minute now. And, you know, the bandages, I think, are kind of fun. I have had such fun responses from our test groups with it. Um, I think there's going to be a lot more fun advertising with that. And, uh, you know, just it can be used by anyone, but it's it's mostly, you know, older people with thinner skin. And, yeah, I mean, the work-life balance is just getting a little – we all, we were hoping it would get a little easier after all the sharks hangs up, but now we're back, you know. But you figure it out, right? We all do. Yeah, no, I absolutely. So speaking of figuring it out, what did you figure out as a kid that you wanted to be when you grew up? Oh, God. I was like one of those people that didn't know what she wanted to do until this. It took me like 45 years. So um, <laughs> in fact, like one of my memories of a childhood memory was like, I think I was in third grade and a classmate had a birthday party that you had to dress up as what you want to be when you grow up. And I was like crying, my poor mother. I was crying. I didn't want, I like to the minute to the party was going to go. I didn't know what I wanted to be. I was like, I don't know what I want to be when I grow up. I can't go to this party. And like, I was really stressful. I never knew what I wanted to be when I grew up. Um, you know, my undergraduate degree was in English and writing and I love writing and I was writing for a while, but you're not paying rent eat, like or eating when you're writing. Um, I was super naive about that. And then um, I went back to graduate school for education and I taught in various ways, but like I taught kindergarten, I've taught the collegiate level. I taught everywhere. But again, I like to, I guess, eat. And there wasn't a lot of paychecks involved in, 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 in teaching either. Um, you especially can't, you in can't exposure and <laughs> Yeah, no, no. I mean, in Hawaii, the te- I mean, there, when I was teaching at the collegiate level, I had like an overpacked schedule. and was making like 18000 a year. Like, how do you live off of that? How do you pay rent? How do you eat, you know? And um, so... Anyway, uh, I went that, and then after that, I, I started my first business, and I got really lucky and sold that. Um, it was a retail business, and yeah, and then actually after I got, I sold that. I shortly thereafter got pregnant with my first daughter. So um, it's just been kind of a series of different. You know, I worked in New York in editing. I worked in licensing. I, I mean, like I've 
really tried a lot of different things. And I really, this is the first thing that I really feel a lot of conviction about, you know, this is what I'm meant to do. Well, I, I, I can certainly say I, I feel it. So uh, it's great to, <laughs> to know when, uh, when, when somebody has reached that, that ability to know what it is that they want to, to be. And, and a lot of times it's rooted in something that we, we as kids um, wanted but didn't know that we, you know, like yeah. what path we were going to take to get to that thing that we actually want, right? Like, like oh, I want to be a <laughs> – uh, a firefighter or whatever. It's like, cause I like helping people. Well, you didn't end up being that, but you ended yeah, up helping no. people in a different way. Or I mean, a different the, way. the only like thing that I also, that I, I guess I really wanted to be when I was little is, um, it's sort of embarrassing. I was obsessed with seals, like, um, Harbor seals or, you know, pinnipeds. Like, you know, like a lot of three or four year olds will like memorize every type of dinosaur or airplane, like I memorized all 150 species of seals. Wow. And I know, like my my poor parents, and and so I like I'd be asking my mom like all kinds of questions. She's like, "All right, we're gonna just take you to a library because I can't answer this about this," you know. And um, so basically, I um, wanted to be a marine biologist. Like, and, and in fact, I went to University of New Hampshire as a marine biology major because they have their own private research island. It's a really, really great marine biology program. Um, but I'm, I'm not very good at science. So um, my, my dad had a really, you know, I was very fortunate. My parents paid for college and he had one rule. You fail it, you buy it. And um, I was like spending every day and night with these science professors and the TAs like crying so I wouldn't fail it or get a D. And I, and then, of course, I was taking these writing classes and getting A's and not trying. And I was like, I think that's maybe the direction I should go. And and that's how that changed. But I mean, I don't know what I was going to do with SEALs anyway. Like, I, I just wanted to hug them. I mean, I didn't really think <laughs> I wanted to. Like, you know, I want to swim with them and hug them. I don't know if I really knew what being a Marine, you know, I don't think I really knew what I was thinking I wanted to do. Mm. Like, I wanted a pet seal, like, you know, instead of a dog. (laughs) That could have probably been cheaper. I don't know about cheaper, but it could have been about the same price as college if you had, you know. Yeah, no, no, no. I'm very grateful (laughs) I went to college. I'm very grateful I don't have a seal as a pet at the moment. And um, so... Yeah, so yeah, what, yeah, I didn't know what I was what, what did the uh what the what does the future of Seaworthy, which is also C, right? Yeah. S E A. Yeah. And so C S E E, yeah. So Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but I'm saying S E A as in um uh not not uh sea lions, but uh the 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 Ocean. The ocean. Oh right. seal. Yeah. Seal, so, right? So yeah. I was saying, like, there you go. There's the connection right there. Yeah. 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 There you go. Well, no, I've always been, uh, you know, a water person. I, we joke that I have gills, you know, if I don't get in the ocean a couple times a week, it's not good for anyone. Um, <laughs> so, um, I'm really lucky. My girls do the same way. So, you know, Aww. my husband has to deal with some mermaids. We just have to swim a lot. And, um, anyway, but we, this, the thing that happened on Shark Tank 2 was like, we talk about Seaworthy the whole time. We now have this sort of branding and marketing conundrum because everyone doesn't know that I'm actually worthy brands. So I've been just trying to navigate that. 
it, you know, it's, it's, it's a weird thing because I don't want to rechange the name of my brand because that's not going to work. But just like capitalize on some of the seaworthiness. But yeah, I was the, coming up with the name seaworthy was hard. We had like Eye Patch Kit. No, we had like um, Eye Patch Club or like, you know, we, we had like all these different names that we came up with. And we couldn't really, they weren't really sitting well. But I knew a really big portion of what I wanted to do was give a portion of proceeds to early detection, um, early vision screening detection programs. And so I knew there was a give back part. A big, big component of that in my business plan. Um, and actually, it was like a friend was like, well, why don't you just call it Seaworthy? Like S-E-E, worthy, because you're giving back. And I was like, it was the best. It was like a guy was like, really like, I'm not feeling the name. And I was like, buying all these domains on GoDaddy. And oh, like, I know that feeling. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I had like a million of them for eye patches. Eye candy, this, that, and the other thing. And... um in any case, I we landed on Seaworthy, which was really awesome. It just fit perfectly with my love of the sea, and it spelt the right way for vision. And then Portworthy just kind of made sense. And honestly, I don't think Woundworthy sounds as, it doesn't roll off the tongue as well. But I mean, listen, we're open to suggestions. Mm. So, so what is the what is the future? I mean, I, I, I well, that's first off, that is tricky. When and we we've seen that before too on Shark Tank, where the the businesses change names and, um, mm-hmm. you know, then it's you're trying to adjust, you know, because it's like nobody, you know, if you know a hundred and you know a hundred five hundred people knew who you were prior to Shark Tank, changing the name would be a lot easier than like oh now we did Shark Tank. It's like now it's out there everywhere. Mm-hmm. How do I how do I make that adjustment? And uh, so I, I definitely definitely feel for you on that. It's it's it is tricky. And the, and the wound worthy, I I mean I don't I don't hate the name, but it doesn't um it doesn't quite. It's not as amazing as seaworthy. No, no, it, it it's not. But you know that's one of those things where it's like when the name you know comes out, like when it when it hits you, you'll, you'll mm-hmm. know it. You know? Yeah, I mean, I mean, you know, but, but listen, we did all the branding and trademarking for Woundworthy, but <clears throat> if it evolves, it evolves. And, um, you know, Worthy Brands as the overhead, like, thankfully was on the Shark Tank display. Mm. So, you know, it was there. It was just so much talk about Seaworthy. I think that's where some of the confusion comes in. Um, or just, like, lack of direction to find us. Um but Woundworthy, I mean, who knows? Maybe we just become Worthy Brands bandages, you know? Hmm. I was just, uh, was it, um, uh, well, so is is the word, are you allowed to use the word band? Because I was thinking like bandworthy or something like oh, that. Oh, like band, like Band-Aid? Band-Aid, so, yeah. yeah. Band-Aid is, is registered trademark. To yes, John's no, I know band. that. Yeah. I, I know that, but like yeah. Bandworthy versus Band-Aid. Mm, oh, I see. I see. Yeah, I don't. I don't want to do any legal tangos with <laughs> Johnson and Johnson. Um, but uh, and I and I also like. Yeah, I think Seaworthy says like you're for vision, right? And Portworthy is for medical port. Like the word, like band doesn't say what it's for as as well either. You know. But you know, we thought about bandage. I mean, maybe it just we we interchange it. Maybe it becomes worthy wounds instead of wound worthy. It's a little better. I don't know. That just came up right now. There you go. I mean, worthy wounds, that right now. I mean, it makes sense too. But uh, but I, I don't know me as a stickler for like conformity of it. Like, yeah, I, I yeah. Hate putting 
the wording in front of the you know that kind of thing yeah. but it does worthy, it doesn't yeah. sound maybe bad. worthy bandages is better you know i like I, obviously i stuck with the conformity i did it woundworthy i mean we mm. tried like ouch worthy or um oh we even thought about just making it more positive like instead of ouch or wound like heal worthy but, worthy yeah we know that that was floated um you know, um, but yeah, like we, yeah, more of the positive, like heal worthy, mend worthy, but it just didn't, it's nothing, you know, we just wound up with wound worthy. I, it's all right. I think yeah, people, look I mean, at, not- people look at like images, like they see the graphics, they see that's the one they want, right? Like when you're in a store, well, let, let's put it this way. Like now that I'm old and I have to wear these glasses, like shopping's a real pain in the ass, right? Because, sorry to curse. So It's, it's all right. We're just deep in the podcast. I'm not worried about it. <laughs> you're going to edit it out. But like, no, I'll be shopping and I got to get my glasses out of my purse. And be, but if I can recognize the graphic on, on the box or the bottle or whatever I'm buying, you know what? It's boom, it's done. I don't need to get the glasses. So I think it's a lot how a lot of people shop anyway, you know, with it, whether it's online or in person, you know your brand, you know what it looks like. Yeah, I mean, that's why they, they pick specific colors and, and uh, shapes yeah. and it, it's all, you know, play tested and stuff. And, and like, like I said, sometimes it works to the, mm-hmm. you know, umpteenth degree and sometimes mm-hmm. it, it flops. Uh, it, doesn't, it doesn't make it there mm-hmm. um, for whatever the reason, but um so is there is is there in the future are you is there other items that you have in the pipeline that you're willing to talk about oh no you know woodworthy i feel like is gonna hold me you know for a while like i i don't think i want i mean i keep being asked about um the like diabetes um glucose monitor patch i think it is uh, I don't think I want to enter that world anytime soon. Um, I'd never say never. You know, I actually had a call this morning that was interesting with someone who um, thought that, you know, I could pair well with another diabetes product. So, you know, maybe it would happen sooner than th- later. But I don't I don't know. I feel like three is pretty good for a while right now. Um, you know, they're each kind of like children. Like you have two. Do you want three and four? I mean, if I didn't have to like do all the things, yeah, 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 like, yeah. or 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 push things onto my wife to 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 have more to do, yeah, yeah I, exactly. absolutely. But 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 with that said, like I think it's important. We've you know we've seen this many a times where companies overextend themselves yeah. uh, to a point where you have you know two, two, three, four, eight, ten products that are all doing okay yeah. to like not great at all versus like what if i just had you know what if i had like one One. or two or three (laughs) that like i could push really hard and go like and get a lot a lot of sales and be able to meet those goals that i'm trying to accomplish with those rather than diluting my you know because you only have so much time right you get time energy and money right those are the three things and they are the three resources that in in order that i feel are most important right it's the time then the energy and the money and you only got so much time so um you can amplify that a little bit by you know expending energy and money to get more people on the on the Mm -hmm. board to help you but then that also sucks up more for your time and taking away from the things that you enjoy about doing what you do um, Um, and how you do it yeah no and we're lucky because portworthy is exactly the same product as seaworthy 
So we basically, it's exactly the same. So in terms of manufacturing and whatnot, it, it was easy. I just, you know, used my same branding. We just changed the colors and made it port worthy. You know, mm -hmm. so it's just different marketing, different packaging. And, you know, wound worthy, we decided, you know, change the shape and make it a more traditional bandage. Um, but so for now, I think like it's really good to manage those three. I actually had an interesting, someone reach out, a nurse from, I forgot what um, department in a hospital, but where they do uh, like tracheotomy, like, yeah, um, surgeries. And she wanted to try my patches for post-surgical there. Again, she she like her email detailed the fact that like all the reasons it would be perfect, the shape, the size, the materials. So again, like, yeah, if I can roll into the same exact product for a different cause, well, great. But I don't know if I want to um, enter any, how many new sects I'm going to be entering, you know, anytime soon. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, because there's only, you know, there's only so much opportunity to market to those people. And again, you always talk about time, energy and money. To be able to go and give love to each of those uh, products to make sure that they're, you know, giving you, uh, they're paying their rent for the amount of space they take up and the, the, uh, yeah. how they, they could take away from what somebody thinks of the brand. Like, oh, I think of it as eye patches, not necessarily as bandages, not, or, or I think of it as port, you know, patches versus bandages or bandages versus, you know, port patches or, or, uh, eye patches. So, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's, it's, it's tricky, but because you're you're using the same material and the same adhesive and things like that, like I, I think over time, I think you could definitely get there um, without necessarily needing, um, you know, a huge team to do it. Once you've pressed each of those buttons far enough that they become um, like cat, like effectively cash cows for you, right? Yeah. Like you're selling yeah, these bandages, and it's like, like I just want to focus on those three, see how hard we can drive them, and and that's. And then, and then yeah, I could think about a different product. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I, yeah, I mean, it wouldn't hurt though to, to at least do some experimenting with uh, the the trach thing. Just even if yeah. anything, because you have the opportunity there to yeah, just I keep did. it in I your back that. pocket yeah. for the future, like of, totally. of that. Yeah, um, no, totally. So, how can everybody get your product to get in touch with you? Social media, et cetera. Yeah, et cetera. yeah. No, I. I love um, our website. It's www.worthybrands.com. So, um, yeah, worthybrands.com. And I'm on Instagram as worthybrands. And I love, like, the following there because I just think it's a pretty nice, supportive community in terms of you know, the people that have, um, you know, had to deal with their children patching or people going through cancer, you know, they're all people that really understand going through tough stuff. And, um, you know, and, and back to those products, you know, the, for, the first two were really born out of necessity because of somebody I loved going through it, you know, my, my daughter and my dad. And, you know, the third one is, you know, just a lot of old people that I love. And, um, <laughs> but, you know, the... It's got to feel impactful and right, too. But, yeah, we're available on, you know, all the social medias as worthy brands. But I think Instagram seems to have a lot more engagement and support. And it's just like it's a great place to showcase different products and what's happening and what's on sale or what's in stock where or what, you know. 
No, I, that is awesome. Um, one thing I forgot to ask was how, how did you end up coming across my video? Oh, um, that next morning after it aired, a couple different people texted it to me. And I know my dad was one of them. Um, but and I don't, and I'm just, a few East Coast people had sent it. So I like woke up that morning and there was a lot going on on my phone. So, um, but definitely my, my parents were one of them. So, oh, that's awesome. Yeah. yeah. That is awesome. Well, uh, well, thank you so much again, Paige, for coming oh, you're on welcome. here. I really thank appreciate you. you taking the time, sharing your story yeah, and sharing thanks. where you're at and where you're, you're headed and, um, mm-hmm. and all that. And, and I gotta tell you of all the people, I and mean, I've interviewed hundreds and hunt like like oh, probably wow. four or five hundred people um and have asked that question to you know uh, what, what was your childhood dream growing up i don't i, I think there might have only been one other person that had said they didn't have one growing up no um, i really didn't yeah, yeah and that, the only one that made you text your wife too i think that uh probably I, there might have been maybe, one other maybe. look that my interviews go back to 2014 which is almost a decade oh. ago so like yeah yeah it's it, a, it be a little fuzzy at this point but i i think yeah. so i i think this might be, uh definitely on video <laughs> this is the only time on video that i stopped to text my wife um but but again Paige, i really appreciate it. you're welcome to come back anytime uh oh, please thank keep up you. the great work oh thank you so much thanks a lot and yeah, it's great talking with you. Oh, let's, uh, likewise. And thank you for making it all the way to the end. If you haven't watched Paige inter- uh, Paige's interview, interview with the Sharks, uh, Pitch on the Sharks, click Basically. on up here. If not, I'll see you in the video down below. Take care and go be super.